In the pressure cooker of the NBA playoffs, there's no room to fake it. Every pass, shot, and dribble is immediately consequential. The playoffs are the time for the real. Real stakes, real emotions, real sweat, blood, and tears, real legacies. Which teams will rise from the chaos? Which teams will conquer? Which team is going to make this year their year? You already know when and where to find these moments of unscripted, pure entertainment. Don't miss one minute of the action. Tune into the NBA playoffs on ESPN and ABC. You know a spot, but not just a spot, the spot. Actually, with the 2023 Nissan Frontier, you know a bunch of them. But the key to these great spots, being able to reach them in the first place. Your spot is out there. Find your Frontier in the 2023 Nissan Frontier with standard 310 horsepower, advanced tech, and 281 pound-feet of torque. AT&T connects an ode to podcast. Connect the alarm, change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze, 10 more minutes to dream. Connect the shower, lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work and traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories, change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. From grandmothers who whispered in their baby girl ear to fathers on dimly lit street corners instructing young soldiers to always keep their eyes open. You be queen. You were fire. You were passed through centuries on the hands of your daughters. They called you wisdom. Proverbs. On the backs of diamond-eyed school children who grew into hymnals recited by amethyst-holding urban philosophers who recited neighborhood commandments out of the windows of restored El Camino chariots to keep the warmth in their blood. Be wise. Be smart. Be black opal, brown quartz, bloodstone, and prayer. Be every form of gem. See, king told scribe, scribe told son, son told wife, Wife told her daughter and daughter told the ancestors and the ancestors told me that you would come to give wisdom to thousands. They said you would come dropping gem, dropping gem. Welcome to the Dropping Gems Podcast. I am your host, Debbie Brown. Big thank you for spending time with me. Every time I get to do this show and spend time with you, I feel so grateful to have a space to have conversations like this. You know, Dropping Gems is all about self-discovery, self-investigation, observing yourself without judgment, falling in love and a deep acceptance with yourself and getting some rituals and tools for the journey. So it's my fave, thanks for joining. (laughs) You know, when we were younger, especially if you are somewhere around my age, I'm a millennial, probably older end of the millennial spectrum, um, but I'm somebody that remembers the past and the future, right? So like print media, really, really, really important to my childhood. Music, so important to my childhood. Technology, not so much, but now we can do both. Um, But I used to really, when I was younger, fall so deeply in love with going to the bookstore, grabbing a stack of magazines, sitting down and daydreaming and getting schooled on so many things. 
you know, really being able to see a bigger picture of what the world looked like. And my magazine stack was always very predictable. There was always a copy of Allure in it because at that time especially, I was a product, a budding product hoarder. Couldn't really get products, but I daydreamed about them and what they could do. And Vibe and The Source were big parts of my childhood, uh, usually because of Tupac. I was searching for him in all the pages. Uh, <laughs> and then a magazine that was always at the top of my stack was Essence Magazine. I remember opening that magazine. Originally, my auntie would always have copies, and then I would seek it out for myself. And I remember opening an Essence magazine and it really giving me a deeper understanding of the kind of womanhood I wanted to connect to. You know, being able to see not just the women in the pages that were sometimes the beautiful models, but the cover stories and the writers of Essence, you know, the incredible women that were behind the magazine. I was always so deeply inspired by the way that they took up space and spoke their truth. And then also by all the gorgeous photos in the magazine, you know, it really spoke to an elegance that I didn't always get to see up close, a poise that I didn't always have access to. And also amazing products and recommendations and interviews. And it was a magazine that really lit a spark inside of me. And so when I think about our guest today, I'm really excited to share her with you. Her name is Charlie Pinn, and I'm sure so many of you guys are already connected to her beautiful work that she does not only within Essence Magazine, but also as the host of the two-time Webby-nominated Yes Girl podcast, a staple on Instagram, love her page. But I love Charlie's spirit of exploration. You know, one of the things that she does so beautifully is really share so many wellness and mindfulness tools and products through Essence, not just digitally, but also in print and at all the events that they do. And it gives women an opportunity to connect with what I connected with when I was younger, this expansion, this ability to daydream about a higher version of yourself, what that would look or feel like. So today's show, we are going to be diving into how does one even connect with all these things and predict trends in this way and know how to show up powerfully for the community of women that follow. So on today's show, we're going to be talking with journalist, editor, and writer Charlie Penn. She's the lifestyle director at Essence Magazine. She oversees the brand's vision for the vertical across all platforms. She's also the publication's resident love and wellness guru, and she is never one to wear just one cute hat. Penn also co-hosts the Essence two-time Webby-nominated Yes Girl podcast, and she has covered women's lifestyle content for over 16 years and devoted her public speaking appearances to promoting healthy relationships and balanced living. Penn is also a proud wife and dog mom who resides in her home in New Jersey, and we're going to dive into this a little bit more, but... She is also the amazing lifestyle editor that had me featured this month in Essence's gorgeous magazine with the cover of Zendaya. It's so beautiful, and I get to speak to Black Joy in that issue. So we'll unwrap that a little bit more a little bit later. Without further ado, welcome to the show, Charlie. Hey, boo. Thank you so much for having me. This oh, is a I'm moment. I'm so excited to have you. I know. I mean, first of all, let's just say I am gracing the issue of Essence Magazine this month. 
Oh my gosh, thank you for that. That was such a gorgeous article on joy. You're so welcome and thank you for blessing the audience and our reader with your inner joy, right? Because like we talked about, that's why I had to have you in that piece because you, you know, you radiate all those things and we had to close out the year right. Thank you. We had such a fun conversation that day, too. I was like, oh, that's how I knew I was like, I got to get her on the podcast because we were just uh, everything that we said. It was like, mm, yes. Oh, right. Sister, <laughs> I feel that my soul. I receive it. We were having it was Kendra spirit moment. Seriously. Yeah. Yeah, really. And I was thinking about, you know, the very first time that we met, I think actually at this point, it maybe was five years ago, which is insane. We were in the D.C. area. I think we were actually closer to Baltimore, and we were staying at this gorgeous hotel. Leslie Cruz had put together this wonderful, like, like influencer campaign around wellness with Radia Rhodes from Evoke Life, and we all got to, like, drive cars to D.C., and then we went to this huge hotel, and we had, I mean, it was just really looking back, it's like, you know, stuff like that wasn't happening then, and so it was really this weekend of just black girl magic of self-care of just really like we did our spa treatments we talked we had vision boarding sessions it was so exquisite it was amazing and I I felt like we were all sisters for a weekend at this little amazing getaway corner of the world and it was it was like you said it was like the first of its kind in a way because now a self-care weekend is like, hey, girl, we need a self-care weekend. But then we were like, wait, Leslie, you want us to come here and just vibe out and meet right. each other <laughs> and make vision boards and get pampered? What? Remember? It was like, yes. sure. Yes, please. It was a beautiful And I remember I, I met you at breakfast and you walked in and you just had the most like beautiful spirit. Like, it's just like you emanated delight when you walked in the room and we were at the same table and we started talking and we've just stayed connected since, but it was, yeah, that was so special. That was a moment. And thank you for feeling my energy too, the way I always feel yours. See what I'm saying, guys? Kendrick, look, I Kendrick. felt that way Kendrick. about you. Yes, and look <laughs> at this platform and look at what you're sharing. I'm so excited to be here and talk about all these things. Yeah, so you know, I mean, your life is really steeped in all the things wellness, all the things how we're not just connecting with our inner selves, but connecting with our partners, connecting in our homes. I mean, you have just had such a depth of expertise and really seeing the trends of how women are showing up for themselves and what they're craving. What have you noticed in the last few years? Um, Have there been any shifts or changes, especially now with the pandemic? Like, how are how are women of color exploring themselves and exploring the gifts of wellness? I love that you say exploration because it mm. really has been these personalized mini missions of deep self-exploration. And we're seeing that with the Essence Reader, which has been really incredible to see. It's like first it was like that revelation that I don't really know myself, right? We kind Ooh. of saw that that first shift with everyone, it's like, I'm busy, I'm a mom, I'm a wife, I'm a friend, I'm a daughter, I'm doing everything for everyone. So I feel like, Debbie, the first thing I saw was that awakening, you know, Mm. in, in Black women, like acknowledging and saying out loud, I don't put myself first. And I feel like that was happening right around the time we were on that retreat. Like we were kind of all saying, oh, I don't, I don't do this. Oh, vision board, pampering. What? Like we didn't do it. And then you had to realize, okay, step one, I don't take care of myself. 
you know, that was first. Step two was really, okay, I'm going to get a PhD in how to do this, right? Because we don't do anything half-assed. So then it was right. kind of like, <laughs> who do I follow? Who do I, you know, like what crystals do I need to buy? What book, you know, who, what podcast? And then it was kind of like this advanced education. We got like an advanced PhD in self-care. And I love seeing Black women dive in, consuming all the books, all the brands, yeah. all the influences, all the conversations, all the retreats. We were just all in. And then we started figuring out, okay, this is my playbook. What mm. page is for me? And that's mm. where I feel like we are now in 2020 kind of expedited that, right? Is figuring out, okay, I tried everything. Now I know what I love and what speaks to my soul, mind, body, which you always talk about. And now mm. I'm going to fit this into my world. So I feel like right now everybody's trying to say, okay, I get it. I've done it. I know how to do it. Now I got to make it stick. Yeah. It's, and I love that you, that you really pointed out that the first step was noticing that the way we've been doing life was wrong. It was not the way that really the divine intended us to live or feel about ourselves. And that has been one of the greatest, like I, I celebrate the fact that I'm alive in this exact moment in time and that I'm a woman in this exact moment in time. We are we are beings that have never been this free in this way until now, you know, and, and that self-investigation as the first step is so important. Just having that divine curiosity being open to, can I have more? Can I feel better about myself than I feel right now? Yes. And speaking of feelings, Debbie, for me, it was the moment when I realized how good it felt to tell someone that I'm unavailable for them because I'm now available for me. That, Woo! you know, like that moment for me, which took me a while, oh. y'all. It took me a while. But to feel the joy in saying, I'm not able to, to come to your birthday dinner. I love you, yeah. but I actually have made space for myself. And to not feel the guilt or the burden. I used to always feel like I can't let anyone else down but I was letting myself down constantly. And then when I started fighting for myself, the guilt didn't, you know, like the guilt didn't leave. But I think part of this movement, at least for me, and I can only speak for myself here, but I hope you're with me, sisters. For me, it was releasing that guilt and letting all that joy rush in. Yeah, God, that's so good. That's so good, you know, because when we explore the conversation of self-care and we explore the conversation of wellness for us as women, it's, it. Now, all the ritual, we got to have it. I live my life in ritual. My life is an offering, you know, but it's really, it's the moments where we learn to stop betraying ourselves that our epic journey and our spiritual transformation begins. How did you begin to start saying no? It took baby steps. And you guys are going to laugh, okay? But first, I, my first step in my journey was getting other people to say no for me. So like my first step was like wanting to cancel, right? Wanting to not participate or wanting to make time for me, but feeling too guilty to own it. So like telling my husband or my friend or, you know, someone else to kind of be the bearer of the bad news, being, you know, hiding behind my truth. That was weird for me. But then, you know, over time, I got a little bit better at, you know, landing the news myself. And then also... It started to just really be, like I said, fun and exciting to make the time. So it was like I never overcommitted anymore because I was too busy doing me. That's the other thing. You can't really be overcommitted to anyone else if you're overcommitted to yourself. Oh, 
right? Write that down, y'all. Please write that down. Please write that down. That's the thing. That later. Like fill yeah. your calendar with baths and yes. spa moments and class and meditations and mindfulness. And then you yeah. won't even have time to be too busy with other things because yeah. you're busy with yourself, right? I mean, we got to be. Ugh. That's something that has been such a tremendous gift for me in the era of the pandemic. I feel like it's retaught me what my personal time was. You know, I think um, prior to this pandemic, obviously, because we all weren't at home all day, um, it was really like I I was filling myself constantly. So I'd usually have like a morning self-care practice, but then my nights would be full and really every, every free second would be full. And this moment in time allowed me to learn how to savor myself. You know, like my evenings, seven to 10, I put my kid down at seven, my little baby, and from 7 p.m. to 10 p.m., I am just in ritual and service to myself. So some nights that looks like a, a long, really hot bath with two full-size bags of Epsom salt, not a cup, bags. two full-size <laughs> bags, you know, turning on some music, dancing, lighting candles, praying, you know, writing, um, writing in my journal. And it's like, from developing that and cultivating that, it has completely changed the way I experience time, completely changed the way I experience myself. And to your point, it's like even when life starts to get some levels of familiar normalcy, um, you know, in the coming months and years, it's like now for me, I know what my non-negotiable is. Like my nights are always for me. There, I might Maybe two days a week I'll go out, but everything else I'm not available. And that's a complete answer. I love that. And you know, I aspire levels, y'all. Debbie's got the levels here. I'm trying to get to where you are. But what I will say is I'm thinking of self-care lately in snackable bites, which yeah. is working for me because, you know, for some of us, I think working from home, we work more, right? More emails, longer n- nights and days and mornings at the desk. And I hate that because that block of time, like what you're talking about, it does feel impossible. But Debbie, what I realized I was doing is because I couldn't get my two hour window or my one hour window, I thought I couldn't have a window, but I threw that Uh, out, you know, and I kind of said, well, what can I do in these 10 minutes for me? Yes. What can I do in these four minutes or 30 minutes or 45? And it's turned into dance breaks in the kitchen, an extra long walk with my dog, a 20 minute catch up call with an old friend, right? A, a, a disco nap. Remember those? A power nap. Yeah. You know, like in the middle of the day. And they're not long moments, but they sustain me and they fulfill me. And I want to say to yeah. all my busy sisters out there and brothers, if you don't have a lot of time, you still have a little and it's still for you. Yeah. It's still for you. Yeah. And it's enough. Whatever that time is, if it is 30 seconds that you tell yourself, I am loved, that is enough. Hold that thought. We are coming right back. In the pressure cooker of the NBA playoffs, there's no room to fake it. When the NBA championship is on the line, every pass, every shot, and every dribble is immediately, undeniably consequential. The playoffs are the time for the real. Real stakes, real emotions, real sweat, real blood, and real tears. Trust me, I know what it takes to bring home a championship ring. The regular season is tough, but these games are a completely different level. Now is the time when legacies are made. The best team will bring home the Larry O'Brien Trophy and add their name to basketball history. Will we see a battle between marquee franchises, or will we see a new champion crowned? Which teams will rise from the chaos? Which teams will conquer? Which team is going to make this year their year? 
These are the moments of unscripted, pure entertainment that only happen on the hardwood. You've waited all season for this. It's time to take it to the next level. Don't miss one minute of the action. Tune into the NBA playoffs on ESPN and ABC. You know a spot, but not just a spot, the spot. Actually, with the 2023 Nissan Frontier, you know a bunch of them. But the key to these great spots? Being able to reach them in the first place. Your spot is out there. Find your Frontier in the 2023 Nissan Frontier with standard 310 horsepower, advanced tech, and 281 pound-feet of torque. Got my Prevnar 20 shot. It's a pneumococcal pneumonia vaccine. For us, wise folks, it helps protect. I'm 19, strong. And asthmatic, and at higher risk. Get vaccinated, but, but nothing when grandma speaks. Grandson listens. 19 or older with chronic conditions like asthma, diabetes, or chronic heart disease, or 65 plus, you may be at higher risk for pneumococcal pneumonia. Prevnar 20 can help protect you with just one dose. Prevnar 20 is approved for adults to help prevent infections from 20 strains of the bacteria that cause pneumococcal pneumonia. Continued approval may depend on a supportive study. Don't get Prevnar 20 if you've had a severe allergic reaction to the vaccine or its ingredients. Adults with weakened immune systems may have a lower response to the vaccine. Side effects include pain and swelling at the injection site, fatigue, headache, muscle, and joint pain. For full prescribing information, please call 1-855-213-2138 or visit Prevnar20.com. Ask your doctor or pharmacist about getting vaccinated with Prevnar20, even if you've already received another pneumococcal pneumonia vaccine. So you have you have a really high pressure career like you are very much in a in a career of deadlines and constant like access to your visionary power, which mentally and emotionally can be quite taxing. You know, when you're a creative, when you are really envisioning what an entire vast demographic of people, you're predicting the trends, you're coming up with the content, you're really servicing and being of service to so many women how do you really remember um, to savor that time with yourself? How do you not allow the stress of what you do to become the stress of how you feel about yourself? Mm, that's a word. And you know, sis, I think that's why I've always been drawn to you and your story because you very much know the world that I'm in and what it means to be a journalist and a personality and a host. And you know, you really, you know, broke free from that and that burnout. And you talk about that a lot, but I, yeah. it speaks to my heart, right? Because it is very real. I know for me, I had to first realize that that wasn't okay because, you know, you do, I feel of service every day to black women because I'm getting to tell them about how to take care of themselves, how to live better, how to be well, and, you know, mm. and encouraging them to think about things differently. And so you feel so good about helping other people live their best life that it's easy to forget that maybe in doing that work, you're not doing it. And for me, yeah. it was, it was this moment where I hosted an Essence event in a local market. It was themed around wellness. You know, the day was incredible. And we were talking about all the exciting things and, you know, journaling and doing all these things. And I felt I was ill. Like I was sick all day. I was tired and I was beat. And then I got home and I said, how can I have just filled all these women up? And I'm so depleted. 
You know, so mm-hmm. for me, I had to go back, going back to the snackable thing I was telling you about, little reminders, little moments. So I have alarms set in my phone throughout the day to remember to breathe, to remember to compliment mm-hmm. myself, to remember to drink water, to remember to pray, and to remember to call my husband or someone that I love, and to remember to get up and move. And those little alerts are, I have them set Monday through Friday or Saturday, Sunday, whatever, you know, my schedule allows. So when it comes up and I'm in a meeting and I just drop my head and I was like, what are you doing? I'm like, it's my prayer break. But it's helped me to find those little nuggets of moments to remind myself to just be in the moment with myself. So how did you fall into this path that you're in? Because I feel like, you know, obviously you are a journalist and you're very esteemed and celebrated, but to come into this space, like with wellness and relationships, it takes a different kind of inquiry, like a different kind of curiosity and investigation to show up in those spaces and really share this work with women. How did you find yourself on that path and in this role? It's so great that you asked that because the truth is it really found me. Like Mm. I knew I wanted to be a journalist. I I trained to be and I wanted to be a writer and an editor. But focusing on love and relationships and healthy relationships and wellness, it was just what my heart was drawn to. You know, I started my career in entertainment magazines and websites and things like that. And then I took a break from that and ended up at The Knot. You guys know The Knot, the wedding site. And everybody, we were like 25 and everybody was like, you're at a wedding site? What? And I'm like... But I love telling these love stories. And so uh, at my time at The Knot was very much about telling love stories and newlywed stories and deep diving into relationships. But wait for it. The evolution, right, when you cover love and your passion, which mine is, is to focus on healthy, happy relationships, you realize you need two whole people to come together to be in a healthy relationship. So if mm. I don't work on – if I don't help you work on you, then how can I tell you how to be a great partner if you're not being great to yourself. So it was really such a natural evolution to be covering love and relationships at Essence for all these years and then to transition into wellness because everything was related. If you want to be mindful, how are you mindful with your partner? You know, if you want to be confident when you're going on a date, you've got to love yourself more than the person you think you're about to fall in love with at that restaurant, right? Like Mm. there's, it's all connected y'all. And it hit me, right? Like a truck. I was like, okay, I can't preach and help and engage people in healthy, happy friendships, parenting, romantic relationships if they're not right with themselves. So it's all connected. So it really just all sort of came together in my mission to deeply serve Black women in essence. Like it was like, I got to do it all. It's got to be holistic. And what does that look like in your home? You know, when you think of your wholeness and your all of the snackable joy that you gift yourself with, what does that look like for the man of your life? And then what does that look like for a couple? How do you guys practice your wellness together? Well, for me, I realize, well, for us, I should say, first and foremost, you have to make it a priority. Like, I think with a lot of couples, they're like, okay, well, if we're not fighting, then we're vibing. But I realized that that's not mindfulness. That's not being in the moment and in that relationship with your partner. You're just not fighting. It doesn't mean that you're really gelling. So for us, we're very intentional about time spent together that's device-free, about time spent together that allows us to talk and feel open and feel good. We do a lot of drives, romantic car rides. And it's funny because it was corny before 2020, but y'all are really into these car dates. (laughs) Now, right? Now everybody's on a road trip. That's great. Come on along. No, but in all all seriousness, (laughs) the little things, you know, like 
just we have date nights in our living room. It's always been really important to us since the beginning when we first started dating 16 years ago to just make wow. time to be together that was that didn't involve technology. But I think yeah. that's important because those are the moments, Debbie, when we take the trip and we go to the resort where we have to unplug and leave our phones in the car, that's when I hear him. That's when he hears me. And that's when you get to the bottom of maybe what you're not getting right or maybe what yeah. you need to do better or maybe a way you haven't been serving each other or yourselves. But you kind of got to, you have to get all the noise out. And I think, yeah. and, you know, I kudos to any couple who hasn't, you know, fought through the pandemic. I get it. It's, it's been hard. But even if you haven't, there's probably still more work to be done. Because this is time you could be connecting and getting closer. And not just your romantic relationships. I've been getting closer to my friends, which has been yeah. really beautiful. Like, I realized at the beginning of the pandemic, Bevy, that I had texts in my phone where I left someone on read for weeks and I thought it was days or even months, you know, like an old friend's like, hey, how have you yeah. been thinking of you? And I was like, oh, I'm going to get right back to them. And then woo, life happened. And then like three months later, I was like, oh, my God. So for me, it was about rebuilding those bonds and mm. picking up the phone, calling, FaceTime. Let me see you. Let me see the new shoe. Let me see yeah. your kids. Right. Let me look out the window with you. Let me connect with you. And just being more intentional about all connections in my life. Mm -hmm. And so it's been beautiful. And honestly, I've learned to say to people, not how are you doing, but how are you feeling? Yeah. I really so like to ask that. Because if you say how you're doing, the quick answer, right, is I'm good. Yeah. I'm great. Good. Hi. Good. How are you? Good. Good. Yeah, it is just, oh, for me, like, uh, I hate that question. Well, I don't hate anything, but you know what I mean? Like, I dislike. Um, yeah, how are you? I Oh, my God. When people ask me that question, especially people that don't know you, I get that question a lot, like, randomly in a DM. How are you? Like, what is what is your point of context? Like, how, how would I answer that question other than just being like, good? You know, so it's like, yeah, it's so important to, like, deepen the way we're even in shorter moments conversing with our friends and the people because the whole point what I'm hearing and what you're saying is like especially in relationship to your husband you know the whole point of of relationship the whole point of knowing people is to be mirrors for one another is so that we can be the the sharpeners of each other and the chiselers of one another and ourselves you know and I love the grace that you're affording yourself with those friendships right because life happens you know and I think it's so you're going to do yourself a disservice if the way you're experiencing this pandemic is from the lens of lack of who isn't showing up for you or who isn't checking on you. I've seen that I've seen that circulate around Instagram quite a bit, right? Like pay attention to who's not checking on you. That's this is help. a global pandemic. Like we are all doing the best that we can, you know, and being able to have grace for our friends and and ask supporting questions without assumption. You know, something I love to do with my friends, with all of my friends, if I have something I know I need to talk about and it might have some gravity to it, I'll say, hey, do you have bandwidth for this? I have something I want to share. Do you have the emotional or the mental space right now to take that on? You know, and sometimes I'll even say, I need about 15 minutes to unpack this. Is that possible for you right now? And then I don't have judgment if it's a no, you know, but it's so important that we just expand the ways that we can show up for people while also honoring ourselves. So true. And I love the way you phrased it. I know with my friends, we, we like to say trigger warning. Like, hey, I love like, <laughs> I'm, I'm in my feelings. I'm swimming in them right now. Would you like to jump in with me? If not, okay, love you. Bye. Trigger warning. But it's been very helpful because you're right. 
part of being I a good that. friend and partner is knowing when to not unload on everyone or to not judge and to give each yeah. other that grace. I love what you're saying. It's so true. Yeah. And grace for me, grace and gratitude have been the theme of 2020. Grace because Girl. we got to feel what we feel and it's weird and uncomfortable and we're all in it together. And grace because me judging you is just one more thing you or I don't need. So mm. let's just, we don't need anything else, right? In 2020. So let's just skip that part and love on each other. Please. 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 I love the card dates too. I want to I want to pop in and say one of my favorite things to do is to be in the car and play music for each other. Yes. Like I love like it. share the share the aux cord, yes. you know, share the bluetooth and then just try to outdo each other. Oh my god. I am one of those people that is like an eternal 14-year-old that's like please make me a mixtape. 90s R&B. And I'm just sit with my headphones. Till we die. 90s R&B till I die. And I'll be like, this one goes out to you. And now thanks to Google and Alexa, (laughs) I'm like dedicating songs to him from the kitchen. Like you have to make it fun. You do. And I I think that that is the, we're in the season of small moments becoming bigger moments. So let's, let's fuel those little moments with love and connection. Mm. So as someone who has their, their really their hands, their fingers on the pulse of the wellness culture and the way that people are loving themselves and healing themselves, what are some things that have come up for you that maybe you were like, I didn't know people did this or something that surprised you that you tried and felt really good? Oh, that's a good question. Oh, let me think because we have to try so much. Something that surprised me. Listen, I got to come with it because when you are interviewing a journalist and an editor, you know, I can't just be like, how's your heart, queen? How you feeling? Like, that's I, a, get the- I love it. I, you stopped me. I'm like, wait, OK, what? Something I didn't No, That's a great question. Let me think. Let me think, guys. Bear with me. Um, oh, well, one thing that I will say is that my personal approach to wellness at Essence has been very much about wellness for every woman and everybody, not mm. just for the wellness enthusiast and the fitness guru. So Ooh, let's talk about that. Okay, because I think that for me, I, I felt like I was the perfect person to do this because for so long, I felt like it didn't speak to me. Like I'm not the girl with the yoga mat. Anyone who knows me knows I'm about to give a word. I'm not the yoga mat girl. I'm not the workout class girl. I'm not that person who wakes up thinking about when I can make it to the gym or, you know, jumping on a smoothie. I've never been that girl, but I am someone who wants each and every day of my life to be just a little healthier and a little happier and to make decisions in the short term that affect the long term and that give me more years on this earth, right? And a better quality of life on this earth. But I need it to be approachable and real and relatable. And I think that what I've learned on this journey is that anything that is like drastic, like you're going to change your whole life and you're going to lose 100 pounds and you're going to feel like anything that that is a hard sell to just make everything better overnight. I don't think it works for most women. Like if that's just not what you're super into, it's almost like a deterrent. And I also what I did learn is it's okay to say what you don't love. Like I, I love yoga, but I don't like Pilates. Like, it's just not, it doesn't make me feel good. I, I never get into it. I feel uncomfortable. It's not my jam. That's okay. I realize I hate cycling, but Soul Cycle changed my life because it's the music and the inspiration mm. and the vibe. And I realized I had to figure out a way to make it make sense. And like we were talking about, I'm a music lover. So I, I've learned that it's okay to be the person looking around in the class 
saying this is super uncomfortable and super weird and I don't like yeah. it because there's something out there that you may like. I did an infrared sauna recently and I was a, I thought it was going to be like, I was like, okay, I'm going to go, I'm going to sweat. Like you can't possibly give me all of these endorphins and all of these things and all of this skin. It was addictive. You know, like oh I didn't expect, That's you've done jam. it. You've done it. That you've is done my it. jam. You know. Yes. It, I love it. I put your love play, a sauna. Put your playlist in there and just let me sweat. Sweat it out in your cushy, comfy robe. But that was unexpected in a good way. You know, I did the yeah. wellness IV drips. That really freaked oh, yes. me out. That really freaked yeah, me out. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I didn't. I don't. I don't love that personally. Uh, yeah. yeah, it was great in the moment, but then it was kind of like feeling like a really natural high. But I don't know. It was, I don't know. It wasn't for me. It was for me for like a second. And then I was like, no, this is really a lot. I felt like I was at the hospital. But I say that to say, to answer your question, it's, it's funny because I think the things I've loved the most that have been unexpected are the things that weren't high pressure. And I think when mm. it comes to wellness, we got to get in where we fit in, you know, like, yep. you know, and that, and that's like the, that's the, that's really the, the meat of it. It's like wellness does Wellness and healing does not have to look Instagrammable, Instagrammable, and it doesn't have to be comparable. You know, that was a big part for me, too, when I first, you know, really deep dove into my path of meditation after I went to a meditation retreat. I felt like, where do, like, what do I do? Where do I go from here? Because I'm not ready to leave my life behind and join an ashram, right? Like I don't do yoga every day at this moment in time or then. So I was like, where do, where does my wellness and my spirituality fit into within this? And now we're in that moment where there's not those harsh boundaries anymore, those walls. Like we're clear, I think, I hope, or if you're listening and you're not, no, you are allowed permission to make your own little bespoke recipe. Like your wellness is catered to what you like, what brings you joy, what makes you feel good and your body feel nourished. And you have to be willing to just say, let's see what happens. So I was yeah. at a wellness um, event last year. I think it was last year. I don't even know, months or days and years. And where are we? What is it, 2023? Um, but seriously, <laughs> they had the, the woman came from Thailand with the giant gong. Like the the giant yeah. sound healing where she just rang it and mm. rang it and we stood there and we it is sound healing right Debbie you're the yes. expert so we sat there but it was the the gong was like the size of like the room it was humongous wow. and I I said let me just close my eyes and see what happens I fully relaxed I closed my eyes and one of the things she said is that you're gonna feel the energy leaving the stress leaving from where it is in your body. And it blew me away because when I opened my eyes, it was like I was asleep. That's how relaxing it was. And I didn't even realize I had kind of gone into the trance. And when I came out, my heart was fluttering. But mm. I was dealing with a lot emotionally. And I, it was the coolest experience to feel the stress physically leaving my heart. Mm. You know what I mean? Because things were heavy yeah. on it. And some, the lady next to me was like, oh, my knees. Someone else was like, oh, my shoulder. Like, yeah, we the stress was just leaving and breaking up the matter. It was just dissolving and leaving our bodies. And you have to be open to everything to have these experiences and to find mm. that thing that moves you. I ran over to her and I'm like, do you teach a class? What do you do? And she's like, 
I do not, <laughs> but find one because you're happy, you feel good. And I felt yeah. the results of that. And I felt the long-term effects of that for days. So you have to be open, guys. That's what I say. Be open to whatever cool and amazing thing. Try it all. Some you'll love, some you'll hate, but you got to try yeah, yeah, just try because what do you really have to lose? And I, I, I'm grateful that you brought this point up because, you know, something I think especially, especially women of color need to really um, gift themselves. It is these kind of experiences that go against maybe cultural and societal norms or things that your family structure was used to. Because what you spoke to with the sound of that gong and when you do like sound healing or use um, – singing bowls or sound therapy, it helps to, on a cellular level, it helps to break up the trauma. It helps to move the energy. So in my own home, I have uh, several singing bowls that I do every day, usually to start in in my day, but I got a simple bell. I have a, I have a bell that's like, you know, it's kind of like the size of those bells that you'd see on, you know, those shows when you're ringing for a mate or something, right? And one of those bells that's of the frequency for the sacral chakra area. And Whenever I'm having a bad day, whenever I need to clear some energy or after my meditation, I literally just get that bell, as simple as it sounds, and I ring it in front of all my chakra points. So crown, um, third eye, throat, heart, solar plexus, sacral root, and shake the bell everywhere. I then shake the bell on the sides of my ears. I did an IGTV on this that should be on my page if anyone's interested. Somewhere it's there. But... And that movement of energy, sometimes that's all you need, you know? And so we even overthink our wellness sometimes because we haven't done enough exploration and haven't been curious enough to cultivate more tools. Um, but sometimes it's not as hard as it feels. Yeah, absolutely. And we, Black women, hold on to trauma physically. We don't even yeah. realize it, but we're carrying it, you guys. We're carrying it in our backs, in our shoulders, in our knees, in our feet, in our bones. It just yeah. is. And every different people carry stress differently. And of course, you know, our superhero syndrome, this idea that we have so Ugh. much, so much on us, that stays with us. So I say finding ways to release trauma should be, at yeah. the, like you said, at the top of your wellness priority list. Yeah. Yes, get yeah. in shape. Yes, get snatched. Yes, drink more water. All the things. <laughs> I, I love it. But also, how are you releasing stress and trauma and ridding it from your body or not letting the effects of it stay there. Yeah, yeah. And you got to you gotta do all of it. It's not just one thing. It's not just reading a book. And it's not just working out. Or it's not just doing even singing therapy. It's, it's really the cultivation of all of those tools for your mind, body, spirit. And so, like, for self-care practices, everyone, you really want to think of, like, the four pillars to wholeness. Mental, physical, emotional, spiritual. Drop something into each of those buckets every day doesn't have to be grand, doesn't have to be big or expensive. But if you're filling those four buckets every day, you're going to see radical transformation. And we're here for all these transformations, you guys. Yes. I want to see everybody transform. I want us all to step into our new year, our new life, and our new peace together. You know, and going back to, you know, the most recent project we worked on, Debbie, which is the Art of Black Joy story, I picked that topic because it was transforming together that got me through 2020. And if you guys haven't had a chance to read it, please go check it out. I talked yes. to each oh, of these women. Woo! Zendaya, y'all. It's fantastic. But we, I talked to each woman about 
sharing her joy with others and joy as a, a form of almost like a bridge to help us get through this year. And I interviewed every woman that did that for me in 2020. Debbie was one of them. It's also yes. Tabitha Brand, Brown, Danielle Brooks, and Kelsey Guy, the skater. But I'm telling you guys, it's important to share that joy and to be open with people who are changing your life because your mm. you all's transformations helped further mine along. And I think that sometimes we forget the power of inspiration. Like mm. maybe I just was having the worst day and Debbie, you popped up on my feed or Tabitha and just being along your journey with you helped mm. me stick to mine. Even if that day wasn't perfect, it was a reminder that I'm not alone and we're all transforming together. Mm. Oh, so beautiful. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. How can everybody connect to you? Find me on Instagram at Charlie Penn, on Twitter at Man Wife Dog. Uh, we have a fur baby at home. Did I give that away? Uh, and <laughs> you can email me, uh, Charlie Penn at Gmail or CPenn at Essence.com. Get at me. Let's share love, joy, insight, pitch me, anything. Ooh, I love that. Okay, that's the homework for the week, guys. That's the soul work. What are you pitching? And of course, your podcast, the Yes Girl Podcast. Essence Critically Girl acclaimed, podcast. available <laughs> everywhere. You are so kind. Oh, thank you so much for your time. It's such a joy to talk to you. And I'm just so grateful for your existence and the way that you occupy space and give the tools to all of us so that we can feel good from the inside out. Savvy, the love fest is so mutual. Thank you so much for having me. Oh, I feel so refreshed, and revived and loved and fulfilled. Y'all, this is like the best experience on this show. And thank you for having me. Ah, I love you, girl. <laughs> hey, find me on social. Let's connect. At Debbie Brown, that's Twitter and Instagram, or go to my website, DebbieBrown.com. And if you're listening to this show on Apple Podcasts, please, please, please don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe. And send this episode to a friend. Dropping Gems is a production of iHeartRadio and the Black Effect Network. It's produced by Tribble and me, Debbie Brown. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. In the pressure cooker of the NBA playoffs, there's no room to fake it. Every pass, shot, and dribble is immediately consequential. The playoffs are the time for the real. Real stakes, real emotions, real sweat, blood, and tears, real legacies. Which teams will rise from the chaos? Which teams will conquer? Which team is going to make this year their year? You already know when and where to find these moments of unscripted, pure entertainment. Don't miss one minute of the action. Tune into the NBA playoffs on ESPN and ABC. AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. 
lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories, change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Got my PrevNA 20 shot. It's a pneumococcal pneumonia vaccine. For us, wise folks, it helps protect. I'm 19, strong. And asthmatic and at higher risk. Get vaccinated. But, but nothing when grandma speaks. Grandson listens. 19 or older with chronic conditions like asthma, diabetes, or chronic heart disease, or 65 plus, you may be at higher risk for pneumococcal pneumonia. Prevnar 20 can help protect you with just one dose. Prevnar 20 is approved for adults to help prevent infections from 20 strains of the bacteria that cause pneumococcal pneumonia. Continued approval may depend on a supportive study. Don't get Prevnar 20 if you've had a severe allergic reaction to the vaccine or its ingredients. Adults with weakened immune systems may have a lower response to the vaccine. Side effects include pain and swelling at the injection site, fatigue, headache, muscle, and joint pain. For full prescribing information, please call 1-855-213-2138 or visit Prevnar20.com. Ask your doctor or pharmacist about getting vaccinated with Prevnar20, even if you've already received another pneumococcal pneumonia vaccine.